Hi there, and welcome to my new podcast with Leonie. I have yet to figure out what I'm going to actually call it. So uh, whatever, you know, I kind of just go with the flow. That's just how I roll. And we'll just figure it out as we go, shall we? So here I am sitting in my car. I just had an amazing conversation with my husband and best friend, Chad, and uh, there have been so many changes, so many changes since this last episode that I recorded in, gosh, was it September of 2020? And it's already June 2021. Whew, a lot of stuff changes, but it's all for the good. I have had a lot of self-exploration these last several months, and I'll just go ahead and do a quick catch-up for you. Try to keep out a lot of the details so that we don't get caught up and end up with a podcast episode that is like three hours long. So here we go. So in September, I started my yoga teacher training and went through a nine-week full immersion course. It was amazing and life-changing for me and exactly what I wanted to be doing with my life. So now I'm a certified yoga teacher, a registered yoga teacher, 200 hour, and it is just life-giving to be able to teach yoga and be able to spread love and awareness everywhere I go. After my yoga teacher training, in November, we got a puppy. Her name is Ruby. She is now nine months old, so she was born in September. And it has been a whirlwind with her also becoming brand new dog parents. (laughs) Although it is like a mm, miniature experience of having a newborn baby because the whole sleep thing, even though we had lack of sleep, it was only for like several weeks rather than months. Um, (laughs) but we love and adore her. She's beautiful. She's so sweet. And she shows up in a lot of my yoga videos. If you've had a chance to check those out. And in January through April, I went through a business coaching program to help me kind of figure out new ways of entrepreneurship and how to put out a new course if I wanted to do that. Um, So yeah, still kind of working on that, trying to play with it and see like what aligns with me, what doesn't align with me, kind of adapting it and customizing it to myself. And after I was done with my business coaching, I uh, have been doing some subconscious healing work. And if you've ever gone into this realm of subconscious healing, basically, and I'll talk a lot about this on my podcast because this is what I truly believe is the root of it all. Subconscious healing is about the subconscious brain and how it basically runs your life and our subconscious is fully formed by the time you're anywhere between the ages of seven to ten it really varies on who is talking about it but scientifically that's how it is and uh, if you think about it a lot of things we were taught 
as children are what continue to run our day-to-day decisions and behaviors in adulthood. So, hello, it is June 16th, 2021. I'm sitting in my car after having a lovely coffee date with my love, Chad, and we have had quite the adventure. This pandemic has been eye-opening for us. It's been uh, a lot of self-discovery, discovery of our relationship, and a shift in consciousness for us, as well as I can tell, a shift of consciousness for the entire world. So here I am, new yoga teacher. I've been teaching private yoga for the last several months. I have a handful of clients and uh, it's been just wonderful. And I have a lot of opportunities coming up where I may be teaching locally um, at some group classes. So if you live locally, then tune in just send me a message, comment on the podcast, let me know if you're interested in checking out some of my offerings. Let's get into the episode, shall we? So today's episode is about shifting of consciousness. (laughs) What does that even mean? I've been going through a lot of this lately. And it is exciting. It is uncomfortable. It is painful. It is exhausting. In fact, I've needed a lot of extra sleep lately (laughs) and rest. And I've been really tuning in to my body and how it feels so I can honor it. So a shift of consciousness is when you had a set of worldviews and belief systems that are starting to break down and starting to become something new. And something I was talking about with one of my dear friends recently is that these worldviews, these beliefs that start to break down, whether they're tied up in some sort of pretty little bow, like an organization or an institution or an influencer that you follow, whatever, right? When those things start to break down in your own world, they start to die. And if you think about the circle of life, when something begins to die, they start to break down, but it doesn't die forever. It just becomes something new. It transcends. It provides opportunities for growth. So if there's a tree, for example, the tree dies its organic materials start to break down. It creates new soil. And in that soil breeds new life. Maybe another tree, maybe some different plants, maybe some animals that live in that soil organisms. 
and something new begins. So with the death is the beginning of new life. And something that you'll learn about me is that I absolutely love to bring together all sorts of philosophies and things I'm learning because in the end, it's all related. So being the yoga teacher that I am and coming from a Christian background, sure, I do not believe in any of this toxic theology. So that's not what I'm getting into here. I'm talking about mystic Christianity, which is about the experience of life, spirit, material, all of it. It's the full-blown experience. And so in this death and new life, I love the symbolism of Jesus' death and resurrection. Hang with me here. I know that the word resurrection can be quite triggering for a lot of you. And I am truly sorry. If you have to pause it and breathe for a moment, I respect that. Absolutely. Do what you have to do to protect yourself. In a few minutes, I'll get into a little uh, experience I had only a a short few hours ago. about feeling triggered. But in the meantime, let me stick to this resurrection. And what I mean about Jesus' death and resurrection is Jesus came to show a brand new way of living. Jesus was a socialist, okay? (laughs) Like, Jesus believed in the equality of everyone. Everyone belongs. Everyone. Not one person is left out. And that didn't sit well with the big institutions of his time. And so it was these institutions that were controlling everyone else around them that basically resulted in his crucifixion. I mean, think about it. That's going on today. Okay, we're seeing these organizations, these institutions that thrive on the marginalization of people. And they don't like it when people stand up and speak against them. Mm. Deep down, how does that feel to you? Just think about that right now. Do you feel your blood boiling? Do you feel your breath getting shallow? Do you feel yourself tensing up at the thought of institutions and organizations holding people down for their own benefit? (laughs) I hope so. That's a passion that's inside of you. And it's a magic that can be manifested to do great things. That, my dear, is an experience. Sit in that experience and see how that feels for you. So yes, this death brings on new life, something new, something full of hope and joy, equality for everyone. Everyone matters. Everyone belongs. Black Lives Matters, LGBTQ+, all of 
everyone, every single person, every single human belongs. And when the marginalized are being uplifted, everyone benefits. That's the new creation that is happening, a shift that's going on in this entire world. And as we see these old, old institutions dying, they are gripping on for dear life. They don't want to die. They're doing what it takes to survive. And so there will be a lot of difficulty ahead because of that. Because growth hurts. No one wants to die, <laughs> right? Everything is built to try to survive as best as they can. But we all know when growth is happening, sometimes if you can just lean in, lean in and listen and sit in the discomfort, internalize, bring those thoughts in with no judgment. Notice how your body is feeling, how you're breathing. The body holds so much wisdom because I truly believe the body is the temple of the holy. It's where the spirit resides. And I, with every ounce of my being, believe that the divine lives in every single one of us, whether or not we choose to believe it. So let's move on to my next story, shall we? great transition, huh? Um, so the story about feeling triggered, as you know, and I mentioned earlier, I went on a coffee date with my beloved and we had some tables outside. We found a table to sit at and I noticed this group of folks wearing the same t-shirt. I was like, what is that? And I saw on their t-shirt the logo of an old church I used to go to. I immediately felt my heart start to race. I started to tense up. I felt really uncomfortable. My breath became shallow. And I was noticing what was going on. In the past, I would have completely reacted and not known what was going on with me. But I am now at a place with my own practices that I can notice how I'm feeling and then tune into that feeling. Yes, it was uncomfortable. Yes, it was happening to me and I couldn't control the feeling. But I stopped, I breathed, I looked at my husband and I said, I can't sit here. Can we move? And he immediately said, absolutely. Sure. No problem. And we moved seats and I felt so much better. And I thanked him. I thanked him for seeing me and for understanding and for not telling me to shove down my feelings, for fully seeing me where I was, having compassion for how I was feeling and for allowing us to move chairs without making a big deal out of it because he knew that would only help me feel better. Isn't this how human interaction relationship should be? Where we just honor and respect each other where we're at. Not throwing any judgment. Ugh, why are they acting that way? 
I can't believe you're acting that way. You're being ridiculous. Have you ever been there? (laughs) Yeah. I've also been the one to say that. I've said it to my child. I've said it to my husband. I've said it to my friend. Like, we all do it to ourselves and to other people. But when we need it, we want the compassion. So the invitation here is to have compassion on yourself not to pass judgment. Notice your feelings. Realize what is causing your internal heart to race, causing you to clam up, causing you to tense up. Doing your best to slow down your breathing, and sometimes it might not work. That's why having lots of tools under your tool belt can be great. At least for me, that's how it works. Sometimes breathing, I can't help myself. I need a coach to walk me through it. Or I need a big hug for my best friend or from my loved ones. And that can help you. All right, what can we do now? How can I remain calm, make a clear-headed decision here as to how to make myself feel better? And we came with, came up with a simple solution. Let's move seats. It's all right. And that helped us. And I was able to ease up and just be truly me. So thanks for joining me, honestly. Thanks for listening in. I hope that this podcast finds you in a place where you can extend yourself some grace, allow yourself to be in this shifting consciousness full of compassion for yourself so that you can also have compassion for other people. If you enjoyed listening in on this conversation, I would love to continue this conversation with you. I'm here to start a discussion, to start a conversation, or to even just listen if that's what you need. So if you want to reach out, feel free to do so. You can find me at my website, verygratefulmind.com. You can contact me there. Or you can also find me on Instagram at verygratefulmind.com sorry nix that at verygratefulmind (laughs) y'all I'm a little scatterbrained but that's okay embrace who you are it's fine so yes I'll repeat that again website verygratefulmind.com and my Instagram is verygratefulmind feel free to DM me send me messages and comment And I'm happy to continue this conversation with you. The light in me loves and honors the light in each of you. Namaste, my friends.